Welcome to the Football Betting Podcast, your home for tips, insight and discussion on the top four English football leagues. My name's Tom Pipkin and I'm joined as ever by my co-host Tom Walker. Hi guys, thanks for listening and welcome to the show. We've got an action-packed show lined up for you this week guys. We've got the Premier League, the Championship and the return of League One and League Two. No FA Cup this weekend thankfully. Yeah, not the best uh, competition to bet on. The third round though did throw up some uh, beautiful ties. You know, Merseyside Derby, Brighton Palace. Forest uh, Arsenal. Yeah, for us, Forest Arsenal. So, interesting uh, ass-whooping coming our way from from Arsenal. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, the FA Cup's not my favourite to bet on, but I I do still love the competition. But, uh, yeah, back to league football. Definitely. So, we'll start straight off with the Premier League then. Just Saturday and Sunday games again this week for the Prem. No Friday night football, no Monday night football. Um, seven games on Saturday. We'll start with the lunchtime kickoff. That's the Amers at home to Chelsea. West Ham six to one. The draw ten to three, and Chelsea nine to twenty. Chelsea win for me. Chelsea win for you, Tom. Chelsea win for me. I think Chelsea again a little bit of a uh, bit of a bad rep. Defending champions, they haven't been incredible this season. Uh, they are 11 points behind City, but they are sat in third. They have won five of the last seven, the other two being uh, draws. So they're pretty pretty hot on form right now. Yeah, and speaking of people hot on form, Eden Hazard, absolutely on fire last weekend against Newcastle. The guy was absolutely unplayable. You know, we speak, don't we, throughout the week. And I was saying to you, I was watching the game and he was incredible that game. I think, I don't know if you'd agree with me on this or not, but I think he's up there in, in that small bracket of players, right up there with Messi's, Ronaldo's, etc., who on their day are absolutely unplayable. Yeah, I would agree, buddy. I think he's in that little, uh, he's in that little group below Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, so people like Bale, Tony Cruz, Modric, Ramos, Suarez, all those players. Yeah. Hazard is uh, definitely there, hundred percent. Yeah, and I think Chelsea never looked like losing last weekend. A rare defensive error for Newcastle's goal when they went one 0 down pretty early on. But to be honest, it was so comfortable, so so comfortable. Yeah, yeah so comfortable in third gear the whole time. You know, West Ham, they'll be up for a local derby, 100%, but Chelsea will win that, um, I think, probably 2-1, 2-0, somewhere like that. I don't think they'll have a problem. You know what? I was looking at odds earlier. West Ham are now odds on to go down this season. Odds on. I'm surprised by that, actually, to be honest. They were second favourites for the drop. Unfortunately for David Moyes, he hasn't performed since Everton and that's my opinion we've gone over this before United tough job didn't happen for him Real Sociedad weird move never happened yeah Sunderland atrocious West Ham started off badly like he he's just in like a a five-year rut or whatever (laughs) it is like a three-year rut and uh yeah, I don't personally see West Ham going down, no, but I don't know. see them being 100% safe. Like, I think there will be some nervous times for the Hammers. 
Yeah, I agree. I think David Moyes needs to pick his jobs better, to be honest. I think he's had a, a couple of weird choices of, of recent employers. Like Sausidar's a weird one. But then Sunderland, you must he must have looked at the turmoil Sunderland have been in because they they escaped relegation for like the last three or four seasons before he joined them and they finally went down. And you must look at the rut that West Ham are in again as well. And I don't know, he must really back himself or he's a bit, bit yeah. of an idiot. That's that's exactly what I think it is. It's like Chris Coleman, who's in at Sunderland now. The situation is so bad. If you can turn that around, that it almost counts as like a double pat on the back. Um, like you've got them out of the mess, and yeah. they're going in the right direction. Um, so yeah, I probably think he just sees it as like a a, a good challenge and fair play to him if he does. But. Uh, yeah, if I was a football chairman, I'd be going nowhere near him. Yeah, me, me neither. Um, in terms of the game, though, we say we're both pretty confident Chelsea will win this one at just under 1-2. to two. So we'll move on to the three o'clocks. And the next game is a battle between the two overachievers in the Premier League this year. And that's Burnley at home to Watford. Burnley 11-8. to eight. Sorry, the draw 11-5. to five. And Watford 2-1. to one. Tough game to call. Uh, Burnley were disappointing for us last weekend, weren't they? And Watford were really good against Spurs. Yeah, seventh against eighth. I wonder what uh, wonder what odds you'd have got on that at the start of the season. They'd have been high. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Burnley, the joint third best defence in the entire league. Watford have only scored three goals less than Chelsea, for example. They have actually scored more than Tottenham. So these two teams are having great seasons. In terms of this singular game, I'd, I would not call it. I don't know about you, but I'm going to go straight down the middle and go for 11-5 to five draw. Yeah, I'd agree. 11-5 to five the draw. I also think you'll probably get under 2.5 goals in this one. I think it. I'd have a 1-0 penciled in for this. It's going to be a, an interesting game, but... Tough, tough to call, as you said. Yeah, it will actually be really intriguing, you know, to see two teams performing above what everyone expected. And, uh, yeah, it be interesting to see who comes out on top, that's for sure. Right, let's move on then to Crystal Palace at home to Bournemouth. Palace 19-20, to the draw 5-2 to and Bournemouth 14-5. to 19-20 to for Palace is... That is tight, that is. That's, they're not that good. Incredibly tight. <laughs> I, I, you, can't, you can't do that. They're, they're third from bottom. They've won two games um, all season. Yeah, two, they've scored eight goals. Like This is not a team that's firing on all cylinders. And uh, For me, I'm not saying that I would have Bournemouth either because I just simply don't trust them. Um, but this game is just something I just wouldn't want to bet on. I could no. see home win, draw, away win. Yeah, get get away from me. This game, it's uh, <laughs> it's not something I would go for. I don't, I don't know about yourself. If I had to go for a team, I'd go for Palace. I think you would definitely get both teams to score in this one. But at nineteen to twenty, the risk is not worth those odds. Not a chance. If they're more around the I don't know. This one, in my eyes, should be priced up more like eight to five for Palace, eight to five for Bournemouth. 
Yeah, I can see that. I mean, one thing to be careful of, last three away games for Bournemouth, they have yielded seven points. Nil-nil away at Swansea, uh, one-nil away at Newcastle, two-one away at Stoke. Previous game to that, they lost one-nil away at Tottenham. Uh, you know, two-one away at Everton. So they are decent travellers. So for me, I think that's a little bit of a uh, banana skin. And at nineteen to twenty, get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> get out. <laughs> run. Don't come back. <laughs> no, run. Right, let's move on then to Huddersfield against Brighton. Huddersfield thirty-one to twenty, the draw two to one, and Brighton nineteen to ten. Another game, which is again tough to call. Huddersfield are the favourites with the bookies. I can see why because their home form has been much much better than their away form. But Brighton are a, are a stubborn, tricky side, and although they've not been in the best of form recently. They've not won in their last four games. They can still pose teams plenty of problems. 100%. Huddersfield is strange, aren't they? From Barcelona to Bognor Regis, pretty much, uh, home <laughs> and away. Um, Brighton, obviously two promoted sides. Brighton coming away from home. I think they'd be happy to take a draw. Um, it's a good saying in football where... You beat your rivals at home and then don't lose away. And I think Hewton will go there with that kind of attitude. For me, I would go uh, right down the middle because I agree with you. I don't think Brighton are uh, complete mugs. Um, I'd, I'd go for maybe a one-all, something like that, at 2-1. Yeah. to one. Yeah, I think 2-1. to one. For me, the draw is, is again the one to go for. Um, Huddersfield do need to be careful. They're sliding dangerously towards the relegation zone because they're in 16th place now. They are five points above the relegation zone, but they are not picking up many points whatsoever. And the teams below them surely are going to start catching them soon if they're not careful. Four losses in a row, just the one goal for Huddersfield. And they have been on the end of some heavy defeats recently. So their goal difference is taking a bit of a battering. Yeah, speaking of teams that are struggling, it leads us on to our next game. It does. That is Swansea at home to West Brom. Swansea 31 to 20. The draw 2 to 1. West Brom also 2 to 1. Another game that is going to be, you know, really pivotal for the relegation battle already so early into the season. Paul Clement was saying last weekend against Stoke, that game was a cup final. Well, they lost that cup final. So what does that make this game? This game must have even higher importance then. They need to win. I, I can't see them doing it, though. How can you back a team that's lost nine of their last 11 games? Jeez, that's terrible. Nine of their last 11. And, that's and you know, you can say, oh, they've only won one in 11. Makes it sound like they've got a couple of draws. We're starting this run from a 2-1 a defeat at home by Watford. And then in that, that was the 23rd of September. Since then, they beat Huddersfield 2-0 at home. Basically, like I said, Bognor Regis. And then they drew 0-0 at home to Bournemouth, which is a poor result when you're at home. So nine games they've lost uh, in and amongst that. Um, Clement, for me, is dragging this team one way. 
um, and that is straight back down to the championship. And uh, I, I honestly could see a nil-nil. I don't think either side has the most delightful, you know, attacking prowess. No, so yeah. for me, yeah, it's uh, got nil-nil written all over it. This game seems like a lot of draws this uh, this weekend in the Premier League. And a lot of splinters lot of in draws. our backsides. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of splinters in arses. But, you know, this is this is the Premier League and it's our main focus because, you know, it's the best league in the world. But, you know, this show will open up profit chasers. Bear with us. The Premier League is probably not the uh, league to bet on this week. But, you know, we'll go through each, each game anyway. I think this will be a nil-nil. I'm going to say that West Brom are going to win this one. Pardew's had an, an extra week now to work with his players, implement a bit of his ideas, and I'm going to back him to get the win and pile more misery on Swansea. And I think if Swansea do lose this, this will probably be the game where Paul Clement gets the sack. He is 1-2 to two to be the next manager to be sacked. Swansea are now 1-3 to three to get relegated. I think the writing's on the wall. It's, it's not going to... The next defeat for me is going to be out the door, surely. Well, let's say, um, obviously, Palace and West Ham have games. Between Sw- Swansea are trying to catch West Brom. West Brom are in that magical 17th position. Uh, they're four points off them now, lose, and it's seven points. And then all, all of a sudden, that seems, you know, you've got to make up three games on your rivals yeah. rather than two. It's a yeah. big difference at the bottom. And. If we look at Swansea's fixtures coming up, after West Brom, they're at home to Man City. You'd say Man City are going to win that pretty comfortably on on current form. After that, they're away at Everton, who are resurgent. Big Sam's come in. They're getting out a little bit of a new manager bounce now. Tough, tough place to go. After that, they're playing Palace, which again, another team scrapping for their lives. Massive, massive six-pointer already. Um, then Liverpool away, then Watford away, Spurs at home. It just, it's not getting any easier. No, no. Where, where's their next win going to come from? This is a huge game. And for me, I, I said, I think it was about maybe a month ago or so, I said, these are completely done. Like for me, Swansea are absolute dead certs to go down. And... Uh, yeah, that, that run of fixtures that will not help their cause. Not at all. Not at all. Right, before we move on to the next game, Tom, have I got a juicy little odd for you? Oh, really? Yep. It's uh, a relegation treble. So, oh. you know we were saying the other week about who we think is going to get relegated, and you said Palace, Swansea and Huddersfield to all get relegated. Yeah. We well, can get that at 16-1. to 1. Which I don't no. think is uh, it's not too shabby at all, is it? Sixteen to one. Sixteen to one. Wow. I'm I'm a little bit shocked, <laughs> to be honest. And I'm already I'm already thinking about how much to put on it. <laughs> I'm al- I'm already thinking about my uh, my stake. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Interesting. What do you think to that? Do you think those three are the most likely? I definitely think so. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the shorter odds in that market are including West Ham, but I don't think they're going to go down, no. as we've just discussed briefly. 
Um, I do think Swansea, Palace, Huddersfield are going to be the three. Yeah. West Ham will be there. Worst defence in the league. There's there's no hiding. They'll be down there. But I just think the other three are uh, severely worse than West Ham. Yeah, West Ham have got quality so, yeah. in their squad to, to get out of the situation. Yeah, um, definitely. West Brom I think have I've, got a bit more quality. Absolutely, yeah. West Brom have got a little bit more... They're, they're more solid as well, which goes a million miles when you're down there. So, uh, yeah. Uh, buddy, I'm going to be backing that considerably. That's all we'll say. <laughs> Great little find, that. No, not a problem, mate. Not a problem. Just give me a share of your profits as commission. <laughs> no problem. Um, okay, let's move on to the final three o'clock then. That's Tottenham at home to Stoke. Spurs one to four. The draw nineteen to four. And Stoke a ten to one. Now I can see why Spurs are one to four, but good God I'm going nowhere near them at that price with the form they're in at the moment. Why would you? Why on earth would you? You just um, wouldn't. It's not worth yeah, it. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with Tottenham. What do you think it is? Fixture pile-up? Well, uh, there's been a bit of blame towards the Champions League. Yeah, I don't think, think you can use Wembley as an excuse anymore because that's just they're, just... they're poor home and away now, I think. It's gone on far too long. Um, but I do have a, a lovely little stat for you here that I heard the other day as a possible reason why Spurs haven't been so good recently. And it's all about possession, actually. If we look back to the, the six games this season, where we'd say Spurs have probably had their best results and best performances, and then the Champions League, the two games against Madrid, the two games against Dortmund, when they beat Liverpool 3-0, and when they beat Everton 3-0 at the start of the season. So that also coincides with the same six games where they've had the lowest amount of possession. When you think about it, they they move the ball quite slowly. I feel like they're United, Arsenal when they're on song, Liverpool and obviously Man City, um, they move the ball so fast. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea are probably the only ones that, that don't move it as quick as those guys. And for me... I think Spurs just need a bit more pace in the team. Yeah. I love Kane. How can you not? And he's just an incredible player. Uh, but then you've got Ericsson, Ali. You know, pace isn't the first thing that comes to mind. The wing-backs, yeah, Trippier, decent pace. Rose, out of the picture. Davis, not tons of pace. Do you know what I mean? Like, a, yeah. I'm struggling to think Son is the closest they've got for me. Son should be playing every game at the minute because he really stretches teams. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I find Tottenham a little bit uh, a little bit slow to walk. Pedestrian. Sometimes. They're very pedestrian, aren't they? But yeah, yeah, it, they are. It just seems that teams now have, especially the teams towards the middle and lower end of the table, they put men behind the ball. So so Spurs struggle to stretch the game out. They don't seem to be able to make that killer breakthrough. Like they can against the the better sides, but that's yeah. been re- that's been reflected as well in in their games against the the mid table slash lower sides at Wembley this season. Just shall us read you some results out for, for absolutely. So this is Spurs' games at Wembley. 
against sides who are in mid-table slash the lower end of the league. You've had a one all against Burnley, a 0-0 against Swansea, a 1-0 win against Bournemouth, a 1-0 win against Palace, a one all draw against West Brom, um, and then in the Cup, they've had a 1-0 win against Barnsley and a 3-2 loss to West Ham. Wow. Yeah, it's... It doesn't make for good reading, does it's, it? It's very And Shearer, Shearer said it. Shearer said, you know, if Spurs want to be, you know, a big team, you know, you're going to have this massive stadium. They've got world-class players, a world-class manager that almost every club would want to have. Last year, Chelsea. Chelsea would not roll over that many times and trip no. up against mediocre opposition. No way. No way. I, chance and um, yeah Spurs for me obviously the league in my opinion is is done I think that's fair to say um, they're absolutely miles off the pace uh, 18 points to be exact so it's all about getting in the Champions League for them four points off Liverpool and uh, yeah like we said just to revisit the uh, Tottenham Stoke game one to four wouldn't go anywhere near it no agree won't go anywhere near. Expect Spurs to win by a, a low margin if previous results against similar teams are to go by. Let's move on then to the 5.30 kickoff, and that is Newcastle at home to Leicester. Newcastle 6-4, the draw 9-4, and Leicester, really good value here, 9-5. Um, it's not been going well for Rafa at Newcastle recently. Five losses in the last six games, whereas on the other hand, Leicester have really, really picked up since Claude Puel took over. It wouldn't surprise me if Leicester win again at a pretty big odds save, 9-5. to five. For me, this is the value of the Premier League this weekend. Yeah. 100%. Um, Newcastle, Rafa needs January so badly. Oh, like His players, you can tell he's just kind of getting by. I've never seen a more wasteful striker my life than Hosselu. It's, <laughs> it's actually hilarious how many he misses. He should play centre half. He clears that many over the bar. Um, he should go to rugby. Honestly, yeah, buddy. He should just change sports. <laughs> Start a Spanish rugby team. I don't even know if there is one. But uh, yeah, you can tell that this is not the team he invis- he kind of imagined when they got promoted. Mm. And like you said, Leicester. On the other hand. Mares is on song. Vardy's back amongst the goals. Damari Gray's coming out of his shell. He's getting game time. It's looking good for the Foxes. It is. It really, really is. Um, so, yeah, I'm with the away win here. 9-5 to five for Leicester. And I think, as we've discovered, you are too. 100%. Do not fancy um, Newcastle to get anything one bit. No. So, let's move on to what is a really super Sunday. Three games. This is, I love this. This Sunday is going to be great. Um, yeah, it's going to be super. We'll start off with Southampton versus Arsenal. This is the 12 o'clock kickoff. The Saints, 16-5. to The draw, 23-10. to And Arsenal, 10-11. to I'm happy, despite them tripping up recently against Man United, I'm happy to back Arsenal here at pretty good odds, to be honest. Yeah, 10-11 to is, is good stuff. Um, as much as Arsenal can be a soft touch, and uh, you know they they were the better team 
um, against United. Yeah, uh, there's yeah. no there's no doubt. Very very strange game, and United should take credit in different ways, but Arsenal did dominate the game. Southampton have got better uh, recently. Austin up front gives them a good focal point. They've missed the goal scorer, uh, so I don't think it will be easy. But ten to eleven, I don't think you can. Uh, I don't think you can resist those odds for Arsenal. No, really good odds, really good odds. If they play anything like they did against Man United, they'll, they'll comfortably beat Southampton, I'm sure. Absolutely. So let's move swiftly on then to Liverpool versus Everton, the Merseyside derby. This is going to be a cracking game. Klopp versus Allardyce. So Liverpool are 1-4, to four, the draw 9-2, to two, and Everton are a huge 11-1. to one. I don't know about you, but I cannot remember an Everton side being such big odds for, for this derby. No, not at all. And I'm I'm looking at my notes now. It says, most ludicrous Premier League odds of the weekend. <laughs> um, for me, like, I know Everton have been poor. I know they have. They're 10th. They're, they're not yep. right, right, right down there. They're 10th. They're and 11-1 um, to 1 is just wild. One to four is a bit tight for me for Liverpool. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think Liverpool will win. I, I think uh, Ashley Williams um, has been on the decline pretty much since he stepped foot into Everton. John Joe Kenny, young guy, obviously potential, but you know he's facing Sadio Mane or Salah or Coutinho, Firmino. Do you know what I mean? Like. Liverpool's front four, they're frightening. And Everton at the back are not going to be able to cope at all. Well, one thing that you can be certain Big Sam will do is that he'll have his team organised and they'll defend well, first and foremost, before anything. But if Liverpool attack, as you say, is on song, nobody can stop them. The pace they attack with and move the ball is, is absolutely incredible. It's a huge price for Everton, though. As they say in the derby, form goes out the window. Would it surprise you if Big Sam went and, and won? It would not surprise me, to be honest, at all. It would surprise me. No. Purely purely because I I can't see how you can keep that Liverpool attack out. I don't see it, Tom. I know that Everton, Sigurdsson, two in his last two, uh, the Big Sam thing. No. It's still not enough for me. Still not enough. It's at the back where I think Everton will have huge problems, even with Big Sam. Either way, I think I'm going to be putting a fiver on Everton just just in case. At those odds, eleven to yeah. for a derby, you can't. I can't turn it down. But um, I do have a few stats for you to read out that prove that Big Sam does have positive effects. Oh. <laughs> so okay, here this, we go. What this will tell us is the points in the 10 games before Sam Allardyce's arrival that the team got and the points the same team got after his first 10 games. So when he went to Bolton, they got 14 points in the 10 games before Sam Allardyce came in. In the 10 games after he'd come in, they got 16. When he went to Newcastle, the 10 games before they got seven points. The 10 games after, they got 17 points. Blackburn, before, three points. After, 
14 points. West Ham, before, 5 points. After, 18 points. Sunderland, before, 4 points. After, 9 points. And finally, Crystal Palace, the 10 games before, they got 4 points. And then the 10 games since Allardyce have been in charge, they got 10 points. I'm sensing a trend. This guy is like... <laughs> I'm sensing I'm sensing quite... Big Sam is the epitome of effect, isn't he? He is, yeah. He really is. Um, yeah, that's pretty impressive stuff. Um, fair play to him. I mean, he's the perfect guy to come in for the short term. I think we said it on the show yeah. that short term, Everton are going to be absolutely fine. They're going to see an upturn in results. It's the... Uh, the long term that the that uh, that troubles me, um, and I can see why you would you know be sucked in by the eleven to one and the big Sam thing, and that's an amazing bit of research you've just pulled out. But <laughs> my research is Mane, Coutinho, Firmino, Salah. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's my research. Yeah. I just don't see how you can bet against those guys. Um, So, yeah, for me, Liverpool. For Tom, Liverpool slash sneaking towards Everton. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Another question on Everton that I want to ask you. They're in 10th now, which is not bad at all. By, you know, the the way the media were talking and everyone was saying, they were in a crisis a week ago. In the last week, they've beat... West Ham comfortably 4-0. Big Sam's come in. They beat Huddersfield 2-0. They're right up in in 10th place. Do you think, say David Unsworth managed the game against Huddersfield and they got the same result, they won, and they were still looking for a new manager, they're in 10th place. Would they have hired Big Sam? What do you think? No, they wouldn't. No? No. I, I also agree. I don't think they would have. I really don't think so either. It's just an odd appointment for me. It it just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, you know, they went after so many people before Big Sam as well, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, and uh, every, everyone just kind of battered them away, and then they were like, you know, who's hanging down the local Gregs <laughs> or oh, Big. Oh, Big Sam. Yeah, let's get him on board. Big Sam, Sammy um, Lee and Craig Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, Sammy Lee has caused a right stir. He has. I didn't really... Did you know he got booed and stuff in the warm-up and uh, some guy threw a coin at him, I think it was, or something like that? Really? Um, wow. Yeah, won 11 years a Liverpool player, wow. I think. Wow. He's Liverpool through and through. Won trophies with him. Celebrated, you know, at Goodison Park as a Liverpool player, even coached Liverpool. So, uh, yeah, mm. not not a uh, not an easy transition. No, for think, uh, Sammy Lee, I think to throw a coin at him and and boo him is is harsh because, yeah, he's got a Liverpool pass, but the guy's going to give everything he's got now for Everton to get them moving up the league. He's not going to he's not going to be a sabotage from the inside, is he? <laughs> A mole. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little little bit OTT, I think. Uh, but this will be a cracking game. It will. It really will. And talking about cracking games, that brings us on to the final game 
of the weekend in the Premier League. That's 4.30 on Sunday, the Manchester Derby. Manchester United versus Manchester City. United 11-5, the draw 5-2 and City 23-20. Now, which way is this going to go? Man United surely have to win. If Man City win, give them the title now. Yeah, this is do or die for United. If City win this game, they've won the league. They're already eight points clear. It's already looking pretty obvious who's going to win the league. Yeah. Um, however, Man City are going away to Manchester United. The best defence in the league. They've conceded just nine goals this season. They just went past the 40-game mark the last time they lost a game at Old Trafford. And Jose Mourinho has lost 10 games at home in 10 years. Wow, that's some, some record. Over every team that he's managed, obviously. Yeah. So that starts off, you know, Porto days, Real Madrid. Yeah. 10. 10 in 10 years, which yeah. is just insane. Yeah. That's Mourinho, a, that's is, is, he is a big, big game manager. Yeah. And um, for me, I really don't want to do this profit chasers, but I'm going to go five to two draw. Yeah. <laughs> I've I, got I don't exactly want to do it. I want to say... United, City, blah, blah, blah. But uh, for me, a one on draw. Um, both teams relatively pleased. Yeah, I've got the same thing written down here. The draw 5-2. to two. I think psychologically and tactically, this is such a tough game for Mourinho to get right. Because on one hand, he's got to win for the sake of the title race. But with Man United being at home, the Old Trafford crowd surely won't want to see their team park the bus at home to their biggest rivals and try and nick it on the counter, 1-0, whatever. But saying that, if they go toe-to-toe with Man City and just attack, that is surely a recipe for disaster for them. Yeah, and um, one huge, huge problem I can see is Pogba. Yeah. There's no Paul Pogba. And that is absolutely huge. Yeah, It's huge. And United are just not the same side about him. And that, that's not their fault. He's one of the best midfielders in the world. Like Most teams would feel Paul Pogba's absence. Uh, it's just come at a terrible timing for him. Hasn't it? Absolutely terrible time. I don't think it's any coincidence that as soon as Paul Pogba comes back from injury... They score four against Watford. They score three against Arsenal, and now he's he's out again. Yeah, it's really frustrating for Mourinho United and and Pogba himself. Um, he'll want to play in this game more than anyone. So, yeah, yes. for me, five to two draw. Very, it's either going to be very entertaining or it's going to be dollars dishwater. Yeah, uh, I feel like these big games never really, uh, you know. There's never really any average games. I feel like they're either incredible or terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think um, United's best chance to get at City will probably be at set pieces? You know, they've got quite a, a very tall, physically imposing side of United, whereas City have kind of got more diminutive, lower centre of gravity players 
in comparison. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a that's a fair thing to say. United have got some great delivery um, on set pieces as well. Ashley Young, for you know, he's never been world class, but uh, his delivery is superb, and uh, he's in a rich vein of form right now. So, yeah, some uh, good delivery into the box, and City could be uh, asked some very, 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 very hard questions. Okay, let's move on then, shall we, to the Championship? Do you want to start us off here? Mr. Walker, and uh, pick out something that takes your fancy this weekend? I'm going to go with my heart and also my head. Um, I'm looking at Nottingham Forest. Yes, um, me too. They're, yes, <laughs> hey. they're, don't get me wrong, profit chasers. I am fully aware that Forest have not been the best recently. I am also aware that Bolton have picked up recently. Uh, following their chaotic start to the season. They have managed to get some uh, very interesting results. Uh, so they've drew away at Preston, they've drew away at Sunderland, they drew away at Fulham. But Forest at home, for me, are better than all three of those sides just mentioned at home. And uh, yeah, Forest 8-11, to 11, I think they'll, uh, they'll get a good win there. Yeah, I agree. Um, just to touch on Bolton's away record... It reads zero wins, five draws, five losses, which is pretty, pretty terrible, to be honest. Absolutely. And I'm going to jump in next, and I'm going to go for Aston Villa at home to Millwall. Uh, they're 7-10. to ten. Millwall's away record actually reads exactly the same as Bolton's away record. So no wins, five draws, five losses. Also terrible. Millwall have also failed to even score in seven of those ten games. So they do not travel well whatsoever. Villa picked up a lot recently. They're now eyeing up those uh, top two spots, I think. They're seven points off Cardiff at the moment, but there's plenty of games left to go. And they've got the, the strength in depth and quality within that squad to really push towards automatic now. And I think they'll sweep aside Millwall. Yeah. I think that was, uh, yeah, that's a very, very, very strong case for a home win. And on the subject of very strong cases for home wins, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Oh, yeah. Why, why, why would you not pick Wolves? They're top of the league. They're top of the league by four points. Uh, They have won their last six games. They are welcoming... 23rd Sunderland um, who did win their last away game however that was away at Burton Albion which you know we all know is a completely different animal to Wolves and forget any Cookie Coleman effect forget them you know being tough to be Wolves are going to absolutely steamroll them I could see this being 4-5 it wouldn't surprise me and priced at two to five, it's not the best price you're going to get in uh, the football league this weekend. But uh, I can see it being four or five, a hundred percent. So just looking at the handicap market odds here, you can get Wolves at minus one at twenty-one to twenty, minus two, three to one, and minus three if you really fancy it, seven to one. Wow, wow, that's tempting. How's a uh, 
a Wolves minus three, an Everton double sound for you. <laughs> <laughs> Lucrative. That's how it sounds. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting price. I think Wolves will. Uh, I think Wolves will have an absolute party. To be honest, I think it will be uh, a massacre. Have you got any more for us, Tom? Um, one that I'm I'm leaning towards. I, I don't really want to tip it too strongly. I don't have any idea how this is happening, but Cardiff will not stop. I, 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 I'm I still waiting for them. I feel like I should load up the league table and they should be 15th. <laughs> and everything, everything's back to normal. Uh, but Warnock is... He's got to be manager of the year, surely, um, if yeah. Cardiff get promoted. Uh, they're six to four. It's Monday night. Uh, they're six to four away at Reading. A Reading and no pushovers, but then again, they're you know they're nothing special either. Uh, they're sat in fourteenth. Um, barring a miracle, their their season's not looking great. Uh, nine points off the playoffs, uh, but they just can't string together that consistency that took them to the playoff final last year. No. Um, and for me. Cardiff are a decent tip without being outstanding at six to four. Personally, I wouldn't go anywhere near that game. I can see why you tip it, but I wouldn't touch it. But one more from me that I identified: um, Fulham at home to Birmingham. Again, another home team in the Championship that's not particularly priced the best. It's eight to thirteen, um, but they should be a Birmingham side who are really struggling still under Steve Cottrell and they're sat 22nd in the league. Yeah, Birmingham, God, I hope they get relegated. Just for what they did to row it still. <laughs> yes, sorry Birmingham fans and it's nothing against Steve Cottrell, I quite like him but uh, I, I just don't like the way the owners have gone from Gary Rowett, brink of the playoffs, to Harry Redknapp mm. trying to sign all these big players and now they're near the relegation zone and yeah, they ruined it. Do you know where Birmingham were this time last year? I'm going to say like ninth. Fifth. Yeah, unbelievable. So they, I hope they get what they deserve and I'm going to make a prediction right now. I think they will. I think they'll go. Do you think? If you want my three right now. Give Burton, me your three. Birmingham, Bolton. Year of the Bees. Sunderland think you're going to get out, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Sunderland will get out, yeah. And yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be a straight fight between Burton, Sunderland, Birmingham, Bolton, Barnsley. Yeah. Uh, maybe Millwall as well, because they rely on their uh, home form a hell of a lot. But uh, yeah, Sunderland, I expect to get out of it. Hull, they're around there. Um Obviously, Slutsky's gone now, and I expect them to start climbing the table for sure. Yeah, interesting, mate, interesting. So, talking about the Slut, let's quickly touch on Hull City. Obviously, they're at home to Brentford, which I don't fancy betting on that game whatsoever. But I just want to talk to you about the next Hull manager, which I don't know if you've seen the rumours, but Nigel Adkins is one to ten favourite to uh, get the job. How on earth is he get getting that job? <laughs> How on 
earth is are you joking no mate no no how on earth is he getting that job (laughs) he must have some friends in high high places yeah wow because he he was poor at reading he was poor at sheffield united yep he's still living off his southampton days yeah and he left them in uh January 2013. My God. What is it with teams and going for these elder kind of proven managers of yesteryear? I don't know. It annoys me, to be honest. Like, I hate to say this. And, you know, if any Notts County fans or the chairman or anyone's listening, I do apologise. But why on earth aren't Hall looking at someone like Kevin Nolan who's done an insane job yeah. at Notts County, a brilliant job, exactly. um, and trying to entice him up the leagues. Yeah, or, you know, people who are doing well in league. What, Paul Hurst, for example, at Shrewsbury, done an amazing job. Amazing yeah. job. Well, what about Nathan Jones? Nathan Jones at Luton, they're heavy favourites to get promoted. They've had a really, really good season so far. Um, yeah, for me, I would rather go for one of those guys over Nigel Atkins any day of the week. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, do you want to know, just to annoy you even further, who's second in the betting? It's just going to be the same names. I bet you any money... Is Martin O'Neill in there? Yeah, a bit further down the list. Yeah, he's, he's touted for every bloody job in the land. Right, <laughs> give, me the top, give, me the, give me the five, the five favourites. Okay, so... Number two, this one's really going to grind your gears. Okay, there, say it. Gary Megson. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Because he had one good result with West Brom. (laughs) Then that means he deserves a uh, relegated Premier League championship job with money and infrastructure. Oh, God. Move on. Who's next? You'll like this one, but it, again, it's the same kind of manager of yesteryear. It's a big TP. Tony Pulis is, is next. I love TP. TP is a great guy. I love him. Um, but yeah, again, you know what you're going to get. You know what the outcome's going to be. You know how it's going to end. It's like the Bible. It's been read a million times. I want a new book. <laughs> um, after that, Paul Lambert. It's so boring. <laughs> My God, if any, okay, I don't want to be responsible for, uh, you know, any Hull City fans jumping off bridges this evening, but uh, it's it's not the, uh, it's not the inspired choices that, uh, <laughs> that I, I would hope for if I was a Tigers fan. <laughs> um, and then the final one, just to put that nail in the coffin, Alex McLeish. Right, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That is single-handedly the worst collection of potential candidates I have ever heard in my life. Hull City, RIP. You will never, ever get back to the Premier League with people like that. Tony Pulis is your best bet, and in two years you'll sack him because you don't like his style of play, and you'll be a mid-table Prem team. Right, move on. League One, I need it. Give me some refreshing stuff. Well, I'm struggling with League One, to be honest. There's oh, not an awful lot. Holy. Um, I'm in shock. Jeez. 
Uh, <laughs> right, I'm going to go with one here. That's uh, Oldham. I think will win at home to Northampton. Oldham have improved massively since Richie Wellens has took over. They're up in 18th now, considering they were rock bottom of the league and getting beaten every single week. They host Northampton, who are still in the relegation zone, and they're in 22nd. They're a pretty streaky team, Northampton. They went on a terrible run, um, followed by a little bit of a revival recently, and now they're back again on a terrible run. Oldham at 21-20, to considering their pretty good home form, I think they'll beat a Northampton side that have lost four out of the last five. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to go for another home team that I think will win. Uh, odds are not as quite as attractive. Um, we've got Wigan Athletic. Uh, yeah. So Wigan, obviously, riding high, uh, top of the table, two points clear of Shrewsbury and um, four points clear of Scunthorpe with a game in hand. Um, they're entertaining Fleetwood Town at home. Uh, like I said, Wigan, 4-9. to nine. Very, very strong at home. Fleetwood, they haven't won in the last five games. Uh, they're very inconsistent and they're, they're very much an up and down kind of side. And uh, I think Wigan, who have lost just three games all season and have the best defence in the league, will put them to the sword. Yeah, I've just got one more here. And this team is Blackburn and they're 23 to 20. They really should be beating Peterborough away. But I don't know why. There's a bit of part of me which is a bit worried about this one. But Blackburn should I definitely think, be winning this. Yeah, they should. I think, you know, Peterborough, they're, they're seventh, so they're no mugs. But uh, the difference between Peterborough and Blackburn is pretty substantial. Blackburn are unbeaten in the last 11 games, so they're on a really good run now, um, including winning the last four in a row in the league and three away victories have come in those four games and they've scored at least three goals in all of those games. So pretty strong away form coming into this one as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, Tom, I think that is it. Um, Let's move on then. League two. I'll kick us off and I'm going to go straight to Crawley Town. They host Mansfield. That probably sounds a little bit confusing. I'm not tipping Crawley here. I'm going to tip Mansfield. Mansfield are 11 to 10. They're really doing well at the moment, to be honest. Mansfield, five wins in the last six. Whereas on the other hand, Crawley have got just one win in the last six. Yeah, it's all, it's all going really well for Steve Evans' side at the moment. Sitting seventh in the league. So in the playoff spots. Looking to catch up with local rivals, Knox County, unbeaten in 11 games. Well, they started off, didn't they, as the, I think, were they second or third favourites? They were second favourites. Luton was Yeah, favorites. I think it was Luton, Mansfield, and then, can you remember, we had that laugh about uh, Lincoln. Lincoln, yeah. Being <laughs> the third favourites, because they won a few FA Cup games. Kind of seems like they've turned it around a bit. They've got some good players at that level, and uh, yeah, they're really on form at the moment. So I think that's a uh, that's a really good tip. One thing that I'm going to tip, uh, I'm going to revisit a team that we we kind of relied on at the start of the season. We kind of abandoned them a little bit, 
uh, they went through a bit of a rough patch. But Coventry City, uh, they have actually only lost one in their last eight games now. Uh, three draws in that and a couple of wins as well. They are sat nicely in sixth position. Uh, so they are prime to try and grab that last third automatic promotion spot. They're away at Morecambe, who are one of the worst teams in the league, both in their standings and, in my opinion, uh, they're 21st. <laughs> uh, they are two points clear of Barnet, who are occupying the last relegation spot. And with Coventry coming to town, I think Coventry will get the win. It's always low scoring with Coventry. They don't really uh, concede too many or score too many. But yeah, for me, they will uh, go there and for sure get the win. Yep, I could definitely see that one. I think that's a, a nice little tip there. I'm going to sound like a, a record on repeat here, don't we, with the Forest Green Rovers. But again, I think I'm going to tip Forest Green Rovers on the double chance this week. Uh, they're away at Grimsby. So Grimsby are okay. They're in 12th. Very, very mediocre kind of win one, lose one, draw one kind of side. Forest Green are in 20th. However, do not let that deceive you. They had a terrible start to the season. But recently, they've really, really picked up. They've only lost one of the last seven. And that was away at Chesterfield. And they had a man sent off early in the second half. They're three to four on the double chance, which I don't think is a bad price. I think this one will be a draw overall. Yeah, absolutely. And they're led by mine and Tom's flavour of the month player, Christian Deutsch. Yes. Um, what an absolute player. Great player. He's on. He's on, absolutely on fire. He's got 10 goals in his last eight games. Yeah. Um, Loves it. So, yeah, goal away at Stevenage, drew a blank in a 2-0 win against Morecambe. Goal, goal, two goals, two goals, one goal, two goals. The guy's on fire, nominated for uh, League Two Player of the Month. Uh, he's got 14 goals now. 25-year-old Welshman. I'd never heard of him before this season. And he's absolutely flying. And he's my, mine and Tom's little flavour of the month <laughs> player. We're absolutely loving Chris Deutsch because we've uh, backed Forest Green quite a lot recently. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think people, you know, uh, they may look at the, you know, the table and just think, ah, well, you know, Forest Green down in 20th. Tom's spot on. They had such a bad start. Even though they've done so well recently, they're still recovering. And it's going to take time. Um, and Grimsby, like you said, uh, they don't really inspire anyone. So uh, Forest Green, double chance for sure. OK, so let's recap last week's bomb-proof treble. Big Sam got off to a flyer at Everton. We needed them to win, and they did so with a comfortable 2-0 win at home to Huddersfield. Meanwhile, at the King Power... It was Burnley we were relying on for a double chance effort. Uh, they fell 1-0 away at Leicester City. And thankfully that result actually happened because otherwise it would have been absolute heartbreak. We needed Sheffield Wednesday to beat Hull and they were leading 2-1 until the 94th minute when Hull grabbed an equaliser in the dying moments of the match. OK guys, so now it's time for the Bonfish Troubles for this weekend. So for any new listeners... 
this is the world-famous Bombproof Treble uh, section part of the show where me and Tom, we're going to put together all of that research um, and knowledge that we've just shared with you on the show and we're going to combine it into a hopefully winning treble. Uh, the end of the season, we're going to total up how much we would have made as a show. Uh, and we're also going to go head to head so you can see uh, which tipster performed the best over the season. So, Tom, you can go first, my friend. Showcase your bombproof treble to the world. Okay, so this week I am going for Arsenal away at Southampton and they're 10 to 11. They were going to drop to the championship. For Nottingham Forest at home to Bolton. Come on, you Reds! And they're 8 to 11. And then finally, Aston Villa at home to Millwall at 7 to 10. 10 pounds on all that pays 56 pounds back. Beautiful. Could be all riding on the Sunday game. That's true. It could. It could. Yeah. So it could all be riding on the Sunday game, and uh, yeah, that would uh, definitely be an exciting 90 minutes if that was the case. Okay, guys, I'm going to introduce my treble, and I'm going to give it a name. It's the Fallen Giants treble. <laughs> I love the names. So, um, I've got one from the Championship, League One, and League Two. So, the Championship game I'm going to pick is Wolverhampton Wanderers. They are 2-5, to five and they are home to Sunderland in League One. We're going to back Blackburn Rovers at 23-20, to 20 and they're away at Peterborough. And in League 2, we're going to go for another away side, and we're going to go for Coventry City away at Morecambe. They're priced at evens, and £10 on that pays 60 back. 60? 60 pounds 20 pence so he says 16 then let's go out bloody hell tom (laughs) (laughs) 60 six zero and 20 pence so yeah really happy with that actually i'm hoping the uh the fallen giants can uh can come back because three big clubs there well yeah wolves are doing very well at the moment aren't they they're they're on a big winning run blackburn again on a great winning run and then Coventry, who are who have only lost like one game in the nine. So, yeah, lots of teams on really good form there. I'm not too scared by the fact they're away. Um, the teams they're playing aren't the best, but yeah, I, I really like that, Tom. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, likewise, um, I, I really want it to come down to the Sunday. That'd be so exciting. Oh, uh, we don't know. often do that on the podcast, but uh, yeah, that could really, really, really crank up the pressure on Arsenal, couldn't it? It would. Wouldn't sleep Saturday night, mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, there are numerous ways for you to keep in touch with us if you have enjoyed the show. The best way to get in touch with us is on Twitter. So our handle is at T underscore FB podcast. Uh, there, we, you know, we share football news, funny stuff, uh, bets. Uh, we yeah, we just have general football chat on there. Um, in midweek, we'll also uh, tweet out one of our little bonus trebles as well, so they're worth looking out for. We have a Facebook page, which is www.facebook.com slash footballbettingpodcast. Uh, you can get at us on email, footballbettingpodcast at gmail.com. And Tom is going to tell you about a new feature on the website. 
Yeah, so the website www.footballbettingpodcast.co.uk has got a lovely little feature on it now. It's the free bet section of the website. So on there, we've got numerous free bets um, where you can just use our specific code to sign up and claim your free bet. So there's numerous ones on there. Bet £10, get £30, 100% match deposit bonuses, all kinds of stuff like that. We're populating it as we speak. Expect more bookies and offers to be on there soon. So yeah, that's really exciting. So hopefully that that'll get you guys more money to to bet and to win with. Imagine back in a bombproof treble with a uh, twenty pound stake or a thirty pound stake. Well, that'd yeah? be lo- lovely returns as well. And what we've done lovely as well, returns. we've put the wagering requirements and all of these free bets as well, so you don't have to search around in the terms and conditions for those. Just so you know exactly what it is before you sign up. Nothing more annoying than winning a treble on a on a free bet when you sign up for a bookie and then realizing it's got a five times wagering requirement on it, it's, and then you end up losing the old thing. So, yeah, absolutely. We'll try and be one hundred percent upfront and honest about our our free bets before you guys kind of dive in two footed. Yeah, that's right. We also do have the Football Betting Podcast Fantasy Football League, so that's the official Premier League Fantasy Football. Come and join our league. We're offering a free £20 bet for the winner. Yeti Tep is still top. and We'll put the code to join the league in the description of the podcast. Um, if you can't find it or have any problems, please do contact us however you want to and we'll uh, sort it out for you. And lastly from me, we'd really appreciate it if you've enjoyed the show or you're a regular listener. Um, if you could go on iTunes and give us a rating and review, it would just take one minute of your time. It would mean the world. It would mean the world. So, yeah, if you could uh, do that, guys, we'd really appreciate it as the podcast continues to grow and grow beyond anything me and Tom ever imagined. Uh, it's awesome hearing all your feedback. So thank you very much. Yeah, brilliant. So nothing left to say other than thanks for listening once again and best of luck for the bets for the weekend. All the best, guys. Thank you for listening. Take care.